Hello, welcome to Podcast 9. Uh, it's just me today. Hopefully we'll be keeping it relatively short and sweet and won't take up too much of your time. And it has been a few weeks since the last podcast, so a couple of reasons for that. First one, I was away in Brighton doing the triathlon. The last podcast I done was talking about triathlon in general, how I get into triathlon and talking about my preparation for the Brighton Triathlon. And I'm delighted to say, for him that doesn't know, that I managed to get a, a personal best. Uh, I went down there hoping for the best, training wasn't where it needed to be, but yeah, I managed to get a personal best. I got a 30-minute swim in the sea in Brighton. I was absolutely over the moon with that. And then I, I, I done the, the bike and the run and the times that I kind of thought I would, and overall it was three minutes quicker than my, my previous one, and I was super happy with that. Then came back, and a day later... The bike that I used for the triathlon and that I'd uh, used for my training, it was a, an awesome bike, absolutely loved it. The day I got back from Brighton, somebody decided to steal it from me and that basically sucked the life out of me um, from being buzzing from the triathlon, being a total high, coming back. Next day, just gutted, man, absolutely gutted. I know it's only a bike, but cost a lot of money. My insurance isn't paying out and there's no sign of getting it back, so it's a bit devastating. And then I took a wee bit of time off work. I hadn't taken a full week off all year and just felt that I needed a wee bit of time off. So I booked some time down to go and visit my one of my best pals uh, in London. Went down there, went to a couple of gigs, hung out with him, ate some nice food done a wee bit of training and uh, played a gig in between that as well. I travelled down to London and then travelled back to Edinburgh to play a gig and then travelled back down to London and then back to Glasgow home. And do you know what? The train time, the train journeys, four and a half hours, five hours each way, was actually really good. I actually really enjoyed the train because London was pretty hectic, the gig was hectic and... The train time was actually like a little bit of time to sit and chill out and do nothing. Listen to some music, listen to some podcasts, do a bit of reading, watch some stuff on my iPad and that. And uh, it actually was a welcomed kind of just going to sit and do nothing for four and a half hours. You know, not look at emails, not look at texts and stuff like that. And um, then I, 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 it was totally worth it. London was great. The gig that I came back for to play was was well worth it. It was really good, really good fun. It was busy. I had a great night, and um, it was it was really good. And then I actually took the all my podcast equipment down with me to London to to do a podcast with my my pal Johnny because that would be a great podcast. We, you know, his story and you know as. His journey so far and his and well, his life is 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 a really we're really good one to talk about and people can definitely take away a lot from what he would have to say in regards to what he's doing and how he's got there and uh, I, I will get it done at some point but basically I took the stuff down to do it and it wouldn't work on his computer which was a bit devastating. So we just sat and sang into microphones for half an hour. Um, 
it was a good laugh. That's <laughs> all I've really got to say about that. <coughs> and <clears throat> so yeah, this is um this is the first one in a few weeks. Um I've got a good few people lined up to come on, have a chat with over the next couple of weeks. So should have a couple of really good ones to to go through uh, over the next wee while, but it's just me today. Um, the last couple have been, you know, uh, well, apart from the triathlon one, the ones before that had been pretty long. So, yeah, going to just talk a wee bit about some fat loss today, um, some dietary, nutrition stuff, and a wee bit of uh, mindset, motivation. So the first thing we're going to go over is just fat loss and how fat loss happens and where people may potentially be going wrong with trying to get lean and lose fat, whether it's to look better, whether it's to fit into clothes better, get some more confidence or just to get a bit healthier, how how we actually do that and mistakes people might be making on their fat loss journeys. So how does fat loss occur? Fat loss occurs when we create a calorie deficit in the body. Before anything else, before we look at what you're actually eating, meal timings, meal frequencies, what training you're doing, before everything you need to look at a calorie deficit and how much you're actually eating. So when I talk about a calorie deficit, what I'm talking about is when you are eating less calories than what your body burns on a daily, monthly, yearly basis. Um, You have to be consistent with it. You can't just be eating well in a calorie deficit for a few days and then the rest of the week in a calorie surplus because then you're going to, for the week, be out of your deficit and possibly gain fat or maintain your fat levels, so you need to be consistent through weeks and months and and years, depending on how long your journey is going to be. There is obviously always going to be times where it's not going to be linear. You're always obviously going to have holidays, times where you're not quite on it, but to get that fat loss that you want over a specific period of time, you have to be consistent at being in a calorie deficit. So everybody's different at the amount of calories that they're going to burn on a daily basis, depending on what height, weight, gender um, you are, how much you train, how active you are in your job, how active you are in your spare time. This all comes into play when you look at how many calories that you need to eat specifically to be in a calorie deficit. And everyone is so different and everyone is so individual. That's why... That's why I'm in a job. It's why other personal trainers are in a job because there's no one number for everybody just to go, right, okay, I'll do that and it will happen because it won't. Everyone is so different. What works for me won't work for my clients. What works for my clients won't work for their pals and so on. Um, It's very individual and that's why when somebody asks a question, you know, as basic as what should I be eating to lose fat, you can't just give them an answer because it's, it doesn't work like that. So, yeah, calorie deficit, eating the right amount consistently is the biggest thing that you need to be doing to be losing fat. Um, so people might be sitting there going, well, I am eating well uh, and I'm not getting anywhere. So why why may that be? One of the biggest things that I see happening with people Uh, not making progress is controlling calories through the week 
then maybe in a good routine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and partly day and Friday when they're at work, when they've not got much on during the week, everything's uh, getting done nicely, food is getting prepped for lunch, healthy meals getting made in the house for dinner, going to the gym after work, going to the gym before work at lunchtime, but then Friday at 5, 6 o'clock comes and the routine is out the window and things start to, to happen that that may be putting the, the person out of uh, routine and out of uh, what they've been doing well that week. So whether that be going for a few drinks after work on a Friday, having a takeaway after that because you've had a few drinks and the kind of willpower isn't quite there anymore. So ah, I'm starving, I'll just have a takeaway. On a Saturday, um, might be out and about with friends or family, partners, and you're eating things that you're not realising have a lot of calories in them, like you might go for a, a coffee with a croissant or a wee, a wee bit of cake, might not seem that much food, but when you look at the calories in your coffee and you look at the calories in the cake that you're eating, it's basically a full meal that you would maybe have had uh, through the week calorie-wise, and you're also still having meals on top of that. Again, maybe on a few drinks on a Saturday night, a meal out, and as much as we are maybe trying to make healthy choices when we are eating out, uh, we still aren't aware of how many calories are actually in some things that we eat when it comes to sauces and oils and when you have a wee starter as well, maybe a wee dessert. Again, a drink with your meal doesn't doesn't even have to be alcoholic. You get full-fat Coke, um, a glass of wine, an orange juice, whatever it may be. Uh, You're adding in extra calories that, again, you maybe wouldn't have had and a normal day through the week. You might end up uh, going having a spur-of-the-moment night out and uh, drinking more, um, and then again getting more food after the pub, and then you're maybe feeling a bit rough on a Sunday, and you don't move much because you're you're tired, you're hungover, you lie about, you order food in, and you're burning way less calories than what you usually do, and you're eating way more calories than what you usually do. That is probably the, a massive thing for people not making progress but when it comes to the next week and they're looking at if they have made progress how they're looking how they're feeling you know a scale whatever it may be and they're not making progress all they think back to is the meals they prepped the week before all they think back to is the training that they've done they don't think about all these wee sneaky calories that they're not actually um being accountable for over the weekend when things are, aren't in routine and we maybe uh, don't burn as many calories at the weekend because we are, again, maybe lying, uh, lying about the house more, maybe have a quiet weekend when you're not doing anything, whereas usually during the week you would get up, walk to the train station, walk from the train station to work, walk about work, go out for something to eat, uh, walk back from work, you're burning all those calories, maybe on a weekend you're maybe not. And uh, again, it's just it's just so easily done. But again, I don't really think I really don't think that a lot of people realise the impact that that can have on their on their uh, on their week. Because when we're trying to create a calorie deficit, we're not trying to eat fuck all and like you know hardly eat anything to get rapid rapid results. It's certainly not the way I work. It's certainly not the way I work with my clients. So the calorie deficit might not be that big which is really good for 
eating as much as you can, still losing fat, having energy to train, not being starving all the time. But what it's not so good for is it's easy to take yourself out of that deficit if you're not keeping an eye on what you're eating and drinking over the weekend. It's not even just the weekend. When I'm talking about sneaky calories and things that people maybe not be accounting for, I'm talking about coffees through the week. Some people get two or three lattes a day and don't realise there's actually a reasonable amount of calories in that milky drink. What milk is used is dependent on how many calories is going to be in it. Again, a wee sneaky uh, croissant or muffin here and there. Sweeties and uh, cakes that people are bringing into the work. I'll just have one, but over a week it might amount to a reasonable amount of calories. Um, underestimating portions is another big one, you know, if you're having things like peanut butters, oils, rices, pastas, if you're thinking, oh well I've had, uh, you know, 50 grams of pasta, 20 grams of peanut butter, you might be easily eating double that, it's a very easy mistake to make and it could be the difference of whether you're losing body fat or not because if there's if you're uh, only accounting for half the calories you're actually having in some meals and snacks, then you could potentially be racking up a lot more calories than you actually think. Um, and again, another massive reason is being too sedentary. You, the amounts that you're eating might not be that much in regards to um, your overall calorie intake for the week. However, if you are driving everywhere, if you are sitting down at work all day and not really moving from a, a desk chair apart from to go to the toilet, um, if you're driving home, driving to the gym, you're not actually burning many calories over what you need to burn to stay alive and um, that would then mean that you then need to eat a wee bit less than you're already eating if you're not making progress because if you're not making progress, Something's not right within your diet or your activity levels. If you're not making progress, that is it. Yeah, those are things that come into practice in regards to macronutrient intake and, you know, are you eating at the right times in regards to when you are going to be hungry or when you're training. But at the end of the day, if you're not losing body fat, you are not eating right for you or you're not moving enough for you. It's one of the two, and that's where either a coach or you know yourself needs to look at and go, what am I doing wrong here? Because it's one of the two. There's no magic answer. There's no magic food that you're not eating that's stopping your progress. Um, you know, it's not your stress. It's not anything that you know a lot of people can sometimes make an excuse for. Because at the end of the day, if you are in a calorie deficit consistently, fat loss will happen. That is the main thing. Um, and one thing when I'm just talking about being sedentary, I mentioned, you know, driving to the gym. Even when you're going to the gym a few times a week, especially if you're doing resistance training, you know, weight training, you're not going to be burning a crazy amount of calories doing that because that isn't the purpose of weight training. Weight training is to work on your muscle and work on your physique to um, be stronger, to have more muscle, to not lose muscle because that is not healthy and to, to then in turn, you know, have less body fat. So going to the gym and hitting a weight workout, you're not going to burn seven, eight, nine hundred thousand odd calories um, because, again, that's not that's not the point in it. And uh, you don't want to be doing endless amounts of cardio. And that's why you want to be active in your everyday life in regards to 
could you walk more? Could you walk to the shops instead of taking the car? Could you walk to the gym instead of taking the car? Could you go off the bus a few stops early, uh, going to work and going home from work? These are all things that people will go, oh, I can't avoid doing that. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to restrict your, your calories to a certain point, you're going to have to move more. And it's a, it's a big thing because most people overestimate how many calories they burn and underestimate how many calories that they eat. If somebody is saying they're eating, let's say, just for a, a random figure, if they're saying, yeah, I'm eating 2,000 calories, chances are they're eating a bit more than that because to track your food is hard at the best of times, never mind to track it, you know, completely, 100% accurately. And then, again, when you're looking at how many calories you're potentially burning when you're doing exercise or... Um, you know, if you're doing, uh, you know, a lot of walking and stuff, potentially, you know, if you look at an online calculator or something like that, it's going to be probably overestimate. Even fitness trackers, I, I don't go on how many calories I burn through a, a Fitbit or a fitness tracker. I need to do that through knowing my body and tracking my food intake and seeing what happens to my body fat levels. So those are, those are the, you know, main reasons why if you think you're doing everything correctly, you might not be losing the body fat that you're trying to lose. Um, so when we look at people saying, you know, in magazines, TV, uh, online, whatever it may be, eat more and lose weight. You know, if I'm talking about creating a calorie deficit by eating a bit less, how can that happen? Well, there's a couple of ways why that may be happening. You cannot eat more calories to then lose more fat because that would be doing the opposite of what you're trying to do in regards to create a bigger calorie deficit. If you're eating more calories, you're going to possibly take yourself into a calorie surplus. But what eating more means is not actual calories, it's volume of food. So the actual amount of food that you could potentially get on a plate for a meal for a certain amount of calories. So I'll give you a couple of examples what I mean by that. Eat more food and lose weight, i.e., Look at a snack of a Mars bar, for instance. They're pretty small now, you know, about that size. About 250-ish calories, I think. Is it really going to fill you up? It's reasonably small. It's low in protein. I would probably say no. So you're looking at that as a snack compared to a tub of Greek yogurt, 100 calories, 17 grams of protein. Put in a, bo- a, a, bo- put in a bit of fruit to that. Uh, maybe a little bit of honey and you're looking at more food, more protein, filling yourself up more, more nutrient and maybe a hundred less calories than that Mars bar. That's where more volume comes into play. More food, less calories. That's what it means to eat more and lose weight. Not eat more calories, eat more food. So another Example of that would be in a meal sense, if you're cooking up a stir fry with a protein source, let's just say prawns um, with a stir fry, but you're putting in a packet of noodles to that. You're going to get quite a lot of calories from the noodles and uh, what what you'd be looking to do is have more vegetables instead of noodles, more stir fry have something like butternut squash noodles, courgette, courgette noodles, um, cauliflower rice, something like that. You're going to get a lot more food for way less calories from that vegetable rather than those noodles or uh, 
rice if you're having rice. Not that there's anything wrong with those foods, but if you're trying to create a bigger calorie deficit from somewhere, that's a really good way to do it because you're putting in lots of veg, you're getting, you're still getting a lot of food, maybe more food, but you're going to intake less calories and potentially you're going to be fuller and uh, you're going to have either a bigger calorie deficit or you're going to have more calories for something maybe after your dinner or later on in the night if you're getting a wee bit peckish after dinner. Uh, another example possibly would be a lunch situation where you could possibly go to Greg's and get a packet of crisps, a steak bake and a full fat can of juice. You're maybe looking at, I don't know, eight 900 calories for that possibly. Um, yeah, probably eight, eight, nine hundred calories. Um, whereas if you prepared your own lunch of some vegetables, uh, sweet potato fries and a protein source uh, or a meat or a vegetarian protein source uh, with a calorie free drink and maybe a bit of fruit and apple. You're looking at more food, again, for less calories, better nutrient, you're going to feel better, and you're hopefully going to be fuller on that type of food as well. So it's about making smart choices with the calories that you're able to eat to lose fat. Because sometimes the reality is, if you're dieting, if you're choosing to diet to lose fat, depending on your activity levels, how tall you are, how much you actually weigh, you might not have that many calories to play with. That's just a harsh reality because and it's and it's a thing that I think that my clients can get a lot for maybe people in their work or people that uh, that they know that also go to the gym when they ask them about their diet and they'll kind of talk to them about what they're what they're doing and what they're eating and you know the the friend or the coworker will say oh, you're, you're hardly eating anything, like, you know, I eat 3,000 calories a day, and, you know, I go to the gym, and you need to, I need to do that to, 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 to build the muscle and stuff, and it's like, well, you know, that's, that's okay, you know, that's fine, but right away, that's a different goal to what my client has, my clients came to me to get lean, my clients came to me to lose body fat, so, you know, we have to have them in a calorie deficit to do that, um, if that person who's telling them that they eat 3,000 calories a day, if their goal in the gym is to go and build muscle, then that's why they're eating all that food because they need to be eating in a calorie surplus to build the muscle and they're not focusing on getting lean. So it's two totally different goals there. And I get it, I, I hear it quite a lot. And uh, even if that, even if that, maybe it's a person that's not building muscle, maybe it's just a person that doesn't go to the gym and they just, they say to themselves, oh, that's not a lot of food or that's hardly anything. It's like, yeah, well, that's fair enough. But, you don't know that person's needs. You don't know that person's ca- how much calories they're burning on a daily basis. You don't know how active they are. You don't know how they're training. You don't know what they're actually eating. You know, the chances are the person who's dieting is eating quite a lot of food, just less calories than what you would think or what a person would think that they should be eating or would be eating just because they're not getting meal deals at 1,000 calories a go. You know, because um, chances are, you know, the person who's given this advice doesn't actually know what they're talking about or how uh, the science behind fat loss and body composition works. And um, it can also put negative thoughts into people's heads if they're going, oh, well, you know, I'm getting told I'm not eating enough. But it's like, well, 
are you progressing? Are you losing fat at a good consistent rate? Uh, are you managing to maintain your muscle? Are you managing to fuel your workouts? You know, these are the most important things. But at the end of the day, it's hard to diet because you are, you need to restrict what you're eating. So you do burn fat. Um, you know, if a guy in the gym is six foot and weighs 13 stone and he's talking to my client who's a girl at five foot two uh, and nine stone and, you know, he's saying, oh, you're hardly eating anything well, compared to you, obviously, because, you know, even just for you to maintain your weight, you're going to have a hell of a lot more calories than, than, that, than that client is to maintain her weight. So, before you take into consideration that client trying to create a calorie deficit, you know, you're nowhere near what that person's needs are. And uh, it's just, it's just totally, it's just totally, um, well, it's annoying. <laughs> okay, so the other thing I'm going to talk about today is doing things for you to achieve your goals and basically not just always trying to please other people or um, feel bad about saying no to people to do certain things. And what I mean by that is I've had a, I've had a couple of different conversations recently with a couple of different friends. And I, uh, one was at a wedding recently and one was at a night out. And um, I hear it quite a lot when people say to me, I wish I could be more like you because maybe I'm at a, a, like something like a wedding and I'm not drinking. And they are. And really deep down, maybe they know that they don't want to drink or they shouldn't be drinking because they're trying to achieve a goal of maybe weight loss and fat loss. Um, and they know that they probably shouldn't be drinking as much as they are because they know it's going to set them back in regards to their, their calorie intake or the food that they're going to eat the day after or the, how lazy and tired they're going to be in the days following the night out. And... Um, there's nothing wrong with doing with doing that if it's what you want to do. If you make that choice of yeah, I want to, I'm going to go to that wedding, I'm going to go to that night out, and I'm going to, uh, you know, drink as much as I want because I want to. Then then there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. However, if you don't actually want to do it and you're only doing it because you feel that you need to, or because you you feel that you won't have fun, or because your pals are drinking. Um, and you feel like you're going to be the odd one out, or that you're going to they're they're going to be like upset if you don't. Then that's then that's crap because that's you then letting other people dictate whether you are going to push towards your goals or not. And if you don't want to do something, don't do it. <laughs> you know because I hear it all the time. I want I want to do that, but. I can't because of this or that. And it's like, no, you can. You just need to make the right choices. And if it's the choice that you want to make, then do it. Make that choice. So there's nothing wrong with that. Say that, uh, you know, just be honest and say why you're not drinking or why you're not having three courses at a meal out and only having one. Don't be ashamed to say that you're trying to achieve something and you're walking towards that and, you know, that's why you're not doing it. If you don't want to do that, make up an excuse, tell a lie. Um, or if it's that to a point in that, then obviously you might feel that you can't go, but take the car, something like that. But just make sure that you're making decisions for you and choices for you and not doing things for other people for their sake. Because at the end of the day, 
once that night out or that meal is done, it's not going to matter to them, it's not going to change their life, but however you might be in the house later on feeling guilty, beating yourself up because you didn't actually want to do something and you ended up doing it for somebody else's sake, and if you keep doing that, you're never going to get to where you want to be, um, and I see it a lot, and you know, people sit and tell me at nights out, I didn't actually want to, I didn't actually want to be drinking the night or um, whatever else it may be, whatever situation. And as I said, if that's a choice for you and you actually want to do it, then that's different. But if you're only doing it to please somebody else, then it's it's not how you want to go through your life because at the end of the day, your goals are your goals and nobody else's and uh, nobody else is going to do the work for you. You need to do it yourself and if you are trying to achieve something and you know you want to do it, then just do whatever you need to do to do it. And don't be worrying about what other people think or even what other people are going to say to you because it's your life and you need to live it the way that you want to and you need to do the things that you want to do and make yourself happy. You need to look out for yourself. You really need to do things to make you happy. And um, and that and that is... Uh, the most important thing, in my opinion, um, for your health and for your happiness. So that's all for today. Um, thank you for listening and continuing to listen to these podcasts. I hope someday some people can take a wee thing or two away from today's podcast. And see you again next time. Thank you.